We're back with another episode of Barbie Does Dating. It feels so good to be back and Jeez. talking with two of my favorite people. I mean, I talk to Steve a lot, Ooh. but I... Oh, <laughs> I <don't. laughs> yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> Poor Steve. They're when, here. When are they showing up? <laughs> when are they here? That's who I'm here. texting right now. <laughs> no, I love talking with you guys. Like, when I recorded a couple episodes that I ended up deleting because I'm special... Um, during the pandemic, like it just felt weird because like Steve wasn't there and Nick wasn't there. I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this at all. This is not what I want. <laughs> this is not how I'm comfortable. But so we were going to talk a little bit about dating with intention. And I thought that was a really good subject because I'm very much still in the mindset. Like we kind of talked a little bit before about how we're I'm kind of me personally. I'm just kind of into Peter Pan syndrome. And I get along really well with people that are in their late teens, early 20s, and people that are like older than me. But people in my age, they're fine. But I just, I don't feel very connected with them, if that makes sense. Anyways, but sometimes we just date to have fun, which there's nothing wrong with that. But if that's your entire purpose, it's like, I'm 42. I have friends that have kids that are going on missions or back from missions, married. Right. And I'm like, I can't even keep a plant alive. I I look at these people like there's a lady in my sister's old ward in Colorado and she's a year younger than me and she has nine children, I believe. She's a grandmother now. Her her oldest got married and had a baby. And I'm just like, I'm going to die alone and I am (laughs) not good at this. And (laughs) what is my purpose in life? But I'm like, no, I have a good life. I cannot complain. I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So dating with intention, and we touched on a little bit in the last episode, kind of, I did the similarity of dating and buying a wedding dress because it's worse than ever where everybody feels like they need to date everyone and they need to try in every wedding dress before they can decide and everything. I do see that, but I also see, A, I know a lot of people that have kind of almost given up. So I actually have my two dating coaches are coming to speak to the men of my ward tomorrow night. And I've been like trying to encourage everybody to come. And at family home meeting last night, like I went up to every guy there. Hey, we're doing this activity tomorrow night. Can you come? The amount of men that were like, I don't know. I've just kind of given up. Uh, And I'm like, and one of the guys, I'm like, he's like six, five. He's a golfer. He's successful in his business. And he's like, I don't know. It seems like the common denominator between all my past relationships is me. I think I'm the problem. I think I'm giving up. I'm like, And he's not an Eeyore. He was just kind of like. <laughs> Eeyore. He's I've not never, an Eeyore. But. Nobody notices. Nobody but. likes me. No, he's not quite like that. But it was. I do think a lot of people have given up to an extent. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. That sounds so depressing. I mean, that's in a good way to recognize maybe it is you. Maybe it's you. <laughs> maybe it is you. Maybe it's not Ergo, you. <laughs> you really should go to those meetings. <laughs> Well, and that was the interesting thing. So when I when I arranged this, it took like months for me to even get like the elders quorum on board because I was like, let me do this because I did it for the for the Relief Society women and back in six months ago or whatever. And it was great. We had like 60 women there. They jumped at it always. So I used to do dating activities back in Colorado. I was in charge of all the activities in my YSA ward. I've done a lot of stuff with activities. And the thing that is the most frustrating is I love men, but every time you say anything about dating for an activity, they're out. Like, they all freeze. 
Well, and that's the thing. And they just freeze like deer in headlights and they all their automatic responses. No, nah, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want anything to do with that. So I'm like talking to these guys last night and I'm like, you guys, they're coming for free. These are two established dating coaches. Well, what are they going to talk about? They're going to talk about dating and relationships. <laughs> but I'm like, and so I'm like trying to tell them, I'm like, hey, it's not, they are not the kind that are like, get your heads out of your asses. Like they're like, they're going to be very uplifting. They're, they talk more about the psychology, about how to project what you want and all of these things. It is like pulling teeth to get these guys. And I'm like, just come. Like I'm at the point where I'm like, I will buy wings and pizza. Come to this freaking oh, activity. See, no, I'd go to that. See? Yeah, once she said that, I was like, I it probably like, I'm a started to right sell now. real well. <laughs> pizza and wings. All right. It did make them perk up a little bit, but it's still like I'm I think I'm gonna have to like physically go and take guys to the room and be like, just come listen. It's fine. But I don't know what. And it's this way from why I say people to older. It's just it's like as soon as you say dating, they just oh, not doing it. I don't want to. Why do you think that is? I is can't it... figure it out. Well, Steve, that's not your response. Um, no, not totally. I mean, I, I, I there are things that I shut down on, and I'm trying to figure out how or why that would make me shut down. Like if somebody's like they're gonna tell you. And I'm like, mm -hmm. is it that? Is it what you suggested earlier where it was like, you guys are the worst and mm -hmm. you got to improve? Or is it that it takes away from them their, their feeling like, well, I like to date my way. Exactly. And I'm creative and yes. I'm able to come up with my own ideas. I don't need somebody telling me how to do that. I think it's more on that mm -hmm. because it's kind of like, like I used to do a lot of matchmaking and group dates and stuff like that. Or if I knew of a girl that I was like, this guy should totally meet her. It, I finally stopped doing it because it was exhausting. The women weren't perfect by any means, but the guys every time I have a girl, I think I want you to meet. Well, I need to see a picture. I need to know what she's like. Tell me everything about why mm. I should acknowledge this girl. And I'm like, hey, maybe you should be excited that someone thinks of you in a positive light. Someone I don't anymore. Sees you as dateable. <laughs> I wonder if part of it is that a lot of guys fix and don't like to be fixed. Maybe that's and, it. And, and it, do they feel like we're trying to fix them? It might come across that way. I'm mm -hmm. curious, like... I don't know, maybe because a woman is asking them to go to yeah. see a woman speak, that maybe there's there could be this sense of, yeah. I don't need you to fix me. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. I just want to help. Like, hey, do you want to hear from these people? They have literally changed my life. They have a success rate that's insane that they don't talk about because they're not out there. They don't even advertise. They're just like, la la this is what we do. And they're amazing. But I'm like, I don't know what else I can do because, yes, I'm a bit of a freight train. Yes, I'm a little bit pushy. I am fully <laughs> aware of myself. But I'm kind of like, it's free. Just come. No one's going to like hogtie you and be like, you got to get married now. You got to date the ugliest girl in this ward. You see her? See that weird one that's over there crocheting and frumpy and blah, blah, blah. You got <laughs> to marry crocheting. her now. <laughs> Didn't I ever tell you that story? Only ugly people crochet. Steve. Only. Yeah. I, I do needlepoint. I don't even want to talk about it. And I have bird feeders. Oh, I've become an old woman. Um, didn't I tell you that story about when I when Crystal and I first moved here to Utah, um, the war that I'm in now used to be called Monument Park. And we went, and it just felt weird. Like, 
every guy that was there literally felt like they lived in their mom's basement and just were weird. Everything just felt uh-huh. very strange. So during sacrament, I remember being like, I got to go get something from the car. And I get up and I go. And in the foyer, there were no less than 25 women on every couch, on every chair, on the floor. Frumpiest women I've ever seen. No makeup, no effort put into them. And every single one of them was knitting. <laughs> every single one. And just, I go back and I get Crystal. And I'm like, we got to go. We got to go. We can't be in this ward. We just can't. And it was just, and it was known as the weird ward for a long time. Yarn. Just yarn. Yarn. Just yarn everywhere. Going. And I can't say it. There is nothing wrong with doing that. But when you are literally coming to a singles ward, rather than even going to a family ward, you're going to a singles ward where literally the purpose is for you to meet other singles to potentially marry. You're not, I don't even know if these women bathed. There was no makeup. There was nothing. (laughs) Grumpiest people I've ever seen. And they're grumpy. And they're just, don't look at me. I'm knitting. Okay. Uh, Great. Why are you here? Why are you here? Well, to, maybe this is a thought with the guys not wanting to to be a mm-hmm. part of this thing. Maybe it goes back to the the idea here of dating with intention is maybe they're afraid of it. Maybe there's something yeah. that they don't they don't see themselves as dateable. And so why go through yeah. the effort, the pain, the whatever if they don't see themselves as very good? And, yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like there's some self-esteem issues going on there, which is kind of a compound problem because it doesn't make you attractive no. either. But I think that you don't get into things mm-hmm. when you think you're going to suck at it. Yeah. And so I think dating with intention is, okay, so suck at it yeah. for a little bit and you'll get better and eventually you'll find someone. But I think at some point, if you're saying no to... Even a dating coach. Yeah. Why? What? What is your intent? What is mm-hmm. your hope? What is your goal? And it doesn't seem like you have one if you're not even willing to go through it one night with a dating coach to talk about what's going on in the world. You exactly. Know? And I try to explain to them. I'm like, they are both actual therapists. Like they explain the psychology behind putting yourself in a good mind space. What is it you're actually looking for? What? Like, how do you project that out there so that's what you see and that is drawn to you? Like. I think the psychology behind it is so interesting rather than just being like, you got to dress this. I don't know what they think is going to happen. I don't know if they think we're going to make them stand up and be like, tell us all the things that are wrong with this guy. But (laughs) I mean, and and I get a little defensive of men because in the last two years, I do feel like so many guys are just, just berated anymore. I don't appreciate it. I don't like it. And so I kind of try to tell the guys, I'm like, this is going to be uplifting. This is going to be really positive. It's not going to be, hey, you're idiots. But I see guys that like, you can only get rejected so many times or called a weirdo just for saying hi to someone so many times before you just shut down and just shut down. But it's kind of like what we were talking about before. One of my biggest pet peeves is we're in a mid-singles ward for 31 to 45 years old. But even in YSA, which is 18 to 31 or 18 to 30, anymore, people purposely do not date in their ward. Like they won't do it. And their whole thing is they're like, because it would be awkward. I don't want it to be awkward. And I'm like, well, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. Like, how are you breaking up or how is this ending? And that's ridiculous because it's just like you're you're putting Mm -hmm. the dedication of the ward ahead of your own life. Correct. And it's like, okay, what's more important? And and truthfully the answer is your life. Yeah. The ward, the church, all of it is a construct to 
like live the gospel. Yeah. And if you're upholding the church before the gospel, then that's not going to work. Yeah. And, and it's just like, that's why sometimes I think that's why, I mean, not, not that this podcast is about this at mm -hmm. all, but there's a lot of people who are, you know, going, I, I, I think I'm all done with the church. Yeah. And it's like, well, I think it's some of that where we're using mm -hmm. the church as a more important cultural standard than the actual gospel. And it's like the church is just the box, man. Absolutely. It's not anything other than four walls. Yeah. Well, and 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 there's culture in of those course. four walls, I guess, that that I and I think the culture is going to go away. Absolutely. It's not forever. That's not forever. And uh, but like the gospel, that's the stuff. man. that's the. Yeah. Well, and you and I had kind of talked about this where it's like, as soon as I hear people say, I'm not going to date in the ward, our initial reaction is then why are there singles wards? Right. Why is the church putting so much time and effort into this if you guys are going to refuse to even think about dating someone there? Because one of my things is I'm like, we as especially mid-singles have so much to offer to a family ward. We could be like, my ward is full of doctors and lawyers and all of these really established people that it's like, we are awesome people for youth to look up to, but we're not in those wards purposely because we're like, no, I'm single. I want to find a spouse. But then we go to this little place that we refuse to find a spouse there. So it's like, why, why are we taking our amazing presence away from people in family wards mm. and only being around like-minded people because that's where we're comfortable, but we refuse to do anything to move forward? Well, the, this idea of being in a singles ward Mm -hmm. is again to get out of it. Yeah. Right? Eventually, you're going to date with the intention of getting married. Yes. Um, <clears throat> when people come into a singles ward and they say, I'm not going to date in a singles ward, mm -hmm. obviously the natural question is, then what are you doing here? Yeah. But I think there's also the question of why? Mm -hmm. Why are you afraid of the purpose that you're here for? Yeah. And I, I would almost want to sit down with some of these people I'm not going to say guys because it happens. Oh, it's both. Both. But I would be interested to sit down with them and just say, what are you afraid of with, yeah. with this? Because obviously, if if you don't want to go there, there's something you find undesirable about it. Yeah. Yet, you're here. You're going to church anyway, right? Yeah. So, if, if you don't want to get married, then don't go to a singles word, sure. Mm -hmm. But if, if the end result of this is something you're afraid of... Mm -hmm deal with that and it's okay to deal with that in fact the sooner you deal with it the better your life's better. probably gonna be yeah not just whether you're married or not it's just whatever you got going on is keeping you from probably other things too oh yeah i think fear is a big part of it i think mm -hmm. the fear is is also why you're seeing the people not wanting to go to the or the guys not wanting to go there's comfort sometimes in unknown yeah and i uh who is it that uh he has like the needs tony robbins i feel like that's one of his things not that i'm like a big tony robbins guy yeah but uh, uh anyways some people love him i've um, never been able to get even through 10 minutes of his stuff because he swears so much i can't which is funny because yeah. i am not approved by any means even i swear and i'm like why are you dropping the f-bomb every five seconds i can't focus on what you're even trying to say <laughs> anyways it continue it is silly you're like, it what's your deal? Me. You're like, you're educated, right? Yeah. 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 Well, I don't know that he is. 
I think he's a good speaker. He's a great speaker. The one who gave this sort of like breakdown of the things that we want in our life, it was a doctor and she is more of like the brains of the operation. And I think he's the talker. (laughs) And, uh, but that was one of them was that uncertainty, that there was a certain balance of certainty and uncertainty. And I think sometimes we, at least I know I myself have this issue where I'm like, I value actually uncertainty mm-hmm. to a degree where I will make sure that it stays in my life. But I think I do it to the point where it's a detriment, where I'm I'm doing it and being like, well, I want to have some unknown so badly that yeah. I'll force like stupid unknowns. And it's like, well, now you're living like in a basement with like... <laughs> <laughs> Guys who are breaking toilet seats because they're so heavy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like it's a nightmare. Yeah. (laughs) It sounds like a joke, but like you sit Mm -hmm. on it and it like slides off and you're like, what happened? What happened? Well, you can only live with Xbox dudes for so long. Unknowns unknowns are kind of this area, and I maybe I'm over preaching this, but people love to be victims because then they don't have to own their own life and unknowns victimize people all the time. Right. Oh, I didn't know. How could I know? It was an unknown. This thing happened to me. Whereas with certainty, you really have to own it. Right. Mm. And, and I think that sometimes with dating, there will be this sense of, I'm going to stay in this ambiguous place, this uncommitted ambiguous place mm-hmm. because it keeps me in a spot where I don't have to grow up. Yeah. There was there was one guy that I I'm not going to mention who it is, but this individual that's a great person but says, "Oh, I just love going to college. I just would I would go mm-hmm. to college the rest of my life mm-hmm. and just go to class all the time." Well, yeah, that's because then you never have to grow up. Yeah. You never have to do anything with your life. Yeah. And yeah, oh, but that's where I feel most natural. No, that's where you feel the safest because you don't have to commit to anything. Mm-hmm. And dating with intention is the intention to commit. Yeah. And therefore, you have to own your choices. And yeah. that's that's scary, especially when you've got guys that are, let's just say it, the guys that are in their 40s and, mm-hmm. and they don't feel like they have control of their life. And it just feels like dating is just another area where they're going to feel failure. And so why... Put yourself in that. Why go to another thing to learn how you're failing? That you're gonna fail. That yep, still failing at that. Yep, and guys, I think think we were. I was talking with my brother about my brother loves baseball, and when he turned forty, I remember he was like, "Well, I guess I'm never gonna play in the major leagues." (laughs) (laughs) Right. You didn't even (laughs) play baseball in high school, (laughs) (laughs) but he just kind of like always harbored this like. I don't know. I might get it together someday. (laughs) And I think we have that habit of kind of always having this huge shoot the moon dream, but like it's easier to sort of just have the dream, but not necessarily like pursue it. Yeah. And because what if the dream doesn't actually. Yeah. What if you don't make the Mariners? Yeah. Yeah. Even though they're not that great. You still (laughs) don't. And, and like, I don't know. I think most guys do have the dream of having that amazing, like, yeah, I'm going to have a good, happy family yeah. life. And like, I'm going to be a cool dad or I'm going to be mm-hmm. this or that thing. But it's easier to maybe be p- 
perpetually like have people go, you would be a good dad. Oh, thanks. Yeah. It's easier to do that than actually be a good dad. Yeah. Fantasy is easy. Yeah. I is, mean, do you think it's kind of like almost like the dopamine hit? Like you get that little serotonin and you're like, yep, there it is. Rather than doing than doing the hard things. Like, I don't know. I was talking with, I have 10, lately I've been surrounding myself with lots of entrepreneurs and everything because that's where I'm at. And it's nice to talk to people that aren't in nine to five jobs in corporate America. Like they're in a different mindset. And I had some realizations in the last six months that really scare me that I've realized I'm like, I could do well with my business, but for lack of a better term, I'm going to need to grow up and do some things. And it scares crap out of me. Like it is terrifying me. And I'm like having to pull myself every day and just be like, come on, Barbie, you can do this. Take little steps. And I'm like, I never realized how immature my mindset has been for so long, like for so long. It's like, you know, I'm always like, I'm young, I'm fun. And it's like, I'm 42. Like, <laughs> not that that's old, but I'm not 22. Like, I I could be much more than I am and I'm ready to take the steps. But holy crap, am I scared? And so it's like, wow, is that really what it is? Is that we're all just so afraid that we just are retreating? And like you said, we're living in this little comfortable spot. I think that might be, if you remember a while back when we had the episode about uh, independent women mm -hmm. and how they intimidate some men, mm -hmm. I think it's the same reason on a, on some level. It's, yeah. holy crap, they've got their crap together and I don't. Yeah. And I don't, I don't need that in my face. Yes. And so it's not that there's anything unattractive about that. Mm -hmm. it's that it's scary attractive. Mm -hmm. It's like, wow, I want that in my life, but I, I'm too afraid to go get it myself. Yeah. That could be. I mean, you don't ever hear of like successful men being afraid of dating. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen very often. It might. But like, if you're talking like, I'm a multimillionaire, I'm a vice president, I'm yeah. a this or that. You don't hear the stories of them going, but I'm too afraid. <laughs> Like whatever you're, <laughs> you're going out and getting it, you know. But I think that that's that's part of it is that some of these things are just a big giant mirror that make them see themselves and they don't like it. I think that's, that's scary. very true. And I say that from the guy's perspective because I can't obviously I have no frame of reference with the. the but I'm thinking side, of it but... from the female reference too. Like absolutely. That, sorry, that was kind of like oh. My brain hurts a little bit because I'm like, crap, just another sign for me that I have to grow up a little bit. And Oh, yeah, we all have to grow up a little bit. But I've been in this kind of state for the last bit, and I'm, I'm very comfortable here. I'm very comfy. <laughs> I love it. I'm so comfy in my life right now, and I'm like, crap, I have all this potential. <sighs> Fine, I'm ready. <laughs> little steps. I, it is. I had somebody share a, uh, a little meme today or whatever that I, I thought was so cool. And it was the, uh, let's see, where are my screenshots here? Ladders of success. And there's one ladder and all the rungs are on the ladder and it just says consistent habits, more effective. And then the other one has like four rungs on it mm -hmm. and it says lucky breaks. Yeah. And it's like less stable. And I think a lot of us, for some reason, like the idea of climbing the ladder of success where we get lucky breaks. Uh -huh. And it's like, it's just not likely to work out that way. And the other thing is doing the consistency, the mm -hmm. consistent habits, the little things is going to get you there. Yeah. Uh, I have a buddy who has been working. This is 
unrelated, but it hopefully illustrates the point. Yeah. He, um, he's older than I am. I think he's, I don't know how old he is, but he wants to be a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. It's very difficult to start when you already have a family yeah. and, and he's an established professional and was somewhat embarrassed to like go to open mic where it's just crude and crass and he's coming in his nice suit from work. But he started a, a YouTube channel. He was posting on it like for a while daily. Mm-hmm. Which is That's a lot. That's a lot. Kind of insane. I was like, yeah. how are you doing this? Yeah. But he's consistently posted for, I want to say, three years. Mm -hmm. And he said, it took me about three years to get a thousand followers. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly, finally, it's working. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it took forever to get it to work, but he hit 10,000 followers. And then, like, literally, like, two weeks later, hit 20,000. Wow. He's on a trajectory right now where I'm like, you're going to be at 100,000 I think pretty soon. Sure. And and people are like, why don't you have a late night talk show? We think you're so funny. Like, I'm like, you're building a demand. Yeah. You're honing your craft for, along the way, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think it's that. I think it's that he's been consistent mm-hmm. and working on it consistently. And I, I kind of think that th- that applies in so many things in life where sure. it might seem like your progress is like, well, this is excruciating. Yeah. And then for some reason, because he calls me for joke ideas for this thing. And at one point I was like, hey, man, I got to tell you, you're using a specific subject. Your joke writing ability on this is far better than mine right now. Yeah. I'll still give you advice and I'll try to help you. But I think you're kind of like you the got master it. of this. You know what you're doing. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's so true with lots of things where you just work at it consistently. And eventually yeah. you'll be like the master of it. You know, and thinking of that, like not that we ever need to be the master of dating, but sure. like thinking about it that way with <laughs> <Why> like, <not? laughs> I know I am the master at this, but thinking about like those little steps that we could do, there are little improvements that we can make every day. Um, so I was thinking about my sister, totally unrelated, but I'll, I promise it'll come full circle. So my sister has six kids. And she is an incredible mom. And one of the things I was talking to her about, I mean, her kids are all grown now, but she was like, I wanted to be a good mom so bad. She took classes. She did these things like because we didn't come from a normal like we had a divorced household. My mom had to work, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I went and took a lot of classes. I purposely majored in certain things because I wanted to be a good mom. And I'm like, just thinking about that, it just kind of reminded me that I'm like, Okay, what are we going to do if we want to be successful at a marriage and a family and these things? Why aren't we willing to take these classes, take advice from people, take the next step? Yeah, it's going to be hard, but I don't know. I'm just babbling now, but that's my thought. So I have two quotes that I wanted to share. Yeah. The first one came from Michael Eisner. Do you know the name? Oh, yeah. So old. He was a Disney guy. Disney, yeah. 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 Um, He spoke at a convention I was at a few years back. And he said, mediocrity is what fearful people constantly achieve. Ooh. And and that's obviously kind of humbling in uh-huh. some ways. Not what some people want to hear, but at the same time, yeah, there's some truth to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the one, this actually was shared by someone that I met in South Africa. And I think other people have said this, but I just like how she put it. 
The best math you can learn is how to calculate the future cost of your current decisions. That's interesting. And I think that that goes back to the dating with intention thing mm-hmm. and to what Steve said. Because you're trying to calculate what's going to happen in the future by based on what you're doing now. Yeah. And ultimately, it's not going to be those big things. It's going to be the little things that you do consistently. Yeah. And eventually, when you stop trying so hard, I think is when it starts to become natural. Yeah. And then you go, see, now that's attractive. Yeah. Because you can trust it. Yeah. You know what you're getting into. It's not like, that seems a little put on or something like that. And I mean... One of the things that COVID kind of taught us was when you you take the time to look at the the things that you do in your own life that yeah. if you saw those in your partner you'd be bothered by, <laughs> <laughs> and and you go oh I should probably stop uh, I should probably stop doing that mm-hmm. if if the person I dated did that I'd be bothered by it, and and you just take some of those moments and go all right I learned something. I'm a little humbled by it, but mm-hmm. you know what? In the end, I'm going to be a better person for it and not be afraid of that. But yeah. so I don't know if that helps in any way or if it just further depresses you, but <laughs> those are some of the thoughts that came to me as we've been talking. I like that. I like it too. And and then the other thing you learned from COVID was don't wear pants. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I mean, so constricting. So useless. Yeah. Steve's We're all always not wearing in skirts pants now. Right now. Steve's in skirts all the time now. It's a yeah. little ridiculous. There was actually a guy skirts. that came to our ward in a kilt. Oh, yeah. And did not remember that he was wearing a kilt <laughs> and uh, exposed himself to many, many a people in the church lobby. Oh. It was wonderful. It's wonderful. It's glorious. <laughs> the stairway to heaven. <laughs> Because he just started doing handstands. <laughs> I was like, no. Would, yeah. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah. No, it's 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 just funny. Like, with da- this yeah. whole dating with intentions thing. And you got that off Facebook, right? I Someone- did. So, I posted on my Facebook page. And I was just like, hey, what kind of topics do you guys want to see? And it's actually one of my friends that just got married in the last year. And I remember when I met her like five years ago, she was so frustrated with dating, like just was so sick of it. None of the guys had like the same kind of the same goals she had and things like that. And she just was getting so frustrated. And she posted that she's like, oh, dating with intention. It was a big thing that her and her her now husband talked about. And she married a military guy, which I think also is probably a reason like they're very most of them tend like career military tend to be very goal driven, very organized. Yeah. Those things. And so Well, it's not something you should be covert about, right? Yeah. I mean, you want to date someone, you want to have a relationship mm-hmm. with them. If you're just wanting a hookup, get on Tinder and yeah. and do that. But if you're if you're like, no, let's go on a date. Like I actually want then, to go on a date with you. I yeah, want to I want to build a relationship and don't be afraid of it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. There actually has been, I can say that at least 20 years ago, there was this sense of women being very creeped out by a guy who wanted marriage. Like, I remember hearing that a lot because there were certain girls that were like, no, man, he's so serious. He wants to get married. And so I think there's a generation of guys that grew up thinking that that was a swear word. Like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So I'm just not going to care about it. Nowadays, I don't know if that's still true, but 
it could be that they they heard enough of those horror stories of, yeah. of don't talk about marriage that'll freak him out it's hard right. because in the lds scene you know we're evaluating men and women we're evaluating from the first moment we meet them is this person an eternal companion is this person going to be which is so early it is yeah so early yeah like we need to figure out can't i think one of my favorite pieces of advice that lauren my dating coach ever gave me was when you are looking at online this is specifically advice she gave to women she said when you're looking at someone's profile your first thought is not supposed to be is he handsome is he this it's does this man physically repulse me (laughs) <laughs> because she said so many women look and if they're not exactly what they're pe- Im- like imagining they swipe no and Lauren and Kristen will go back in later and look at all the people they swiped no on and go through and re-swipe yes on some of those and they're like the amount of times that she marries someone that she had swiped no on is astronomical like it's absolutely crazy but she said that you you have to look at it that way are you physically repulsed by this person If the answer is no, then you have to keep reading. Okay, are there giant red flags? Like, can't wait to take you home tonight. Your boobs are nice, blah, blah, blah. Okay, obviously those are red flags. But if you're looking at things like, well, he's 6'2", but not 6'4". Stop it. That's dumb. Um, But just little things like that where you have to get... uh, Sorry, I lost my train of thought now. What were we talking about before? My ADD kicked in real good. (laughs) Have you soda? (laughs) I know. Uh, Drink my soda. I need my caffeine again. (laughs) I had a purpose for it was that. A, it was talking about being focused. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another fun thing that happened during COVID. Barbie officially got diagnosed with ADD. And I, when I went and saw my doctor, the funny thing is, again, I'm just going to go on a sol- total side rant. Go for it. You're used to me by now. Um, so they have you fill out this little questionnaire and that you ask questions, but they're all based on how you were as a child. It's not how you are now. It's all about how you were as a child. So I'm just answering all these questions. And the doctor afterwards was reading it and he just stops and he looks at me and goes, your parents never thought you might have anything like with ADD. And I'm like, dude, I had so many issues growing up. They were just happy day to day. I was like around. So, yeah, figuring out that I have ADD. So we need a whole episode on dating with ADHD because we also found out that that's some of what was going on with Heidi mm-hmm. and four of our kids. Yep. So it was like, and one of them is autistic. And now yeah. it's like, Oh yeah. Now it's making a whole lot of sense to me. It does. As some of what was going on for years. Yeah. And, and it's a different dynamic, but no, we talked about this, knowing it somehow your brain can process mm-hmm things different because now it's not just why is this thing happening yeah it's that's why it's happening that's why it's and happening. Mm-hmm. i can i can compartmentalize it in a way that i can now function within that mm-hmm. kind of space we, we could totally have a dating with adhd oh absolutely thing. you might need to edit it a lot because i'll go off on so many side rants i'll be like ah squirrel but <laughs> just take but, your pill so i the funny thing is medication doesn't work on me. So oh. it's been learning to deal with things. But it's kind of interesting, though, because I've had such severe anxiety and depression my entire life. Learning now that that is a symptom of my ADD has been crazy to learn. Yes. Um, but one of the things that I've worked with Kristen on and Lauren is one of my biggest fears holding me back is that 
it feels like every guy I've ever dated has fallen in love with the Barbie that they see. Barbie's fun. She's loud. She's fun. Great with everybody. And as soon as they see even a hint of my depression come in, they're out. They have zero interest because in their head, they're like, they've built up who Barbie is. And as soon as they see any kind of crack in that foundation, they're out. And I've experienced it enough. I've told Kristen, I'm like, that is my biggest fear is that I'm never going to be able to marry somebody because no one's going to love both sides of me. And so... But everybody has two sides. Yeah. Everybody has multiple right. sides. They do. But be based on many past experiences, I'm like, this is apparently true. <laughs> like, this is never going to happen. But it also was a matter of learning, like, hey, you're also dating the wrong guys. You're dating the losers at DI and you are the cashmere coat. We'll get back to that another time because I love <laughs> that one. Anyways, back to dating with a purpose. <laughs> So how? what's the commitment here? What's the change moving forward? How does someone date with intention? What does that look like? What are the small steps we're looking at? Since we're talking about that the small steps are doing, what's actually going to take us somewhere. Stuff. I mean, I think some of it is is just even, even thinking that, like even saying, I'm doing this with intention. Yeah. I think starts to change it rather than... Uh, or, or Have you ever done that? Either one of you, have you said, ever said, I'm going to date with like this intention and, and say, I want to get married? I think, no. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been as direct as that. Not verbalize it. But, well, verbalizing uh, it, it actually makes a really big difference. Because I think there is a balance. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think there is. I, for a while, did like a, a verbal like. Affirmation. Affirmation type okay. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think there is a balance, of course, learning how to do it without dating with an intention, without being intense. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> yeah. I've gone on a few of those dates and you're like, I am out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Faster than I can. Meaning you were intense or they were? They were intense. They were intense. Really? Well, yeah. And, and just like when they, or even when they're just asking you, and maybe it's, maybe that is a lack of intention where they're just asking me like, 20 questions like oh where'd you grow up where's your hair yeah and you're like i am done yeah <laughs> like it feels like a job interview sometimes yeah like yeah am i marking off your boxes like doot doot. so dating with intention isn't like so over goal driven that that you skip all the steps of learning who the person is and, yeah right and all that in a natural way because intention seems yeah more yeah more natural where you're talking and then you go that you there'll be hopefully subjects that interest you and you can wander down that path together and have fun talking with this person as you explore i mean i think everybody hopefully has had those dates where you go gosh i love talking to this person mm -hmm. and they're so fun that you end up like at the end of the night going, we talked about this and we talked, oh, but we forgot. I wanted to talk to yeah. her about that. But like those types of dates seem to be good intention yeah. where you're running at a really like there's an energy there and stuff like That's that. That's cool. Um, Would you say dating with intention requires you to go on multiple dates with the same person? Unless, of course, there's, you know, the red flags, but like. Does dating with intention mean dating with the idea of giving this person a fair shake? And that's a couple dates? I think yes, and then I think no. Mm -hmm. Like, there's times where you will know after one date. Yeah? Yeah. And it's okay to be able to be like, it's a no. 
Okay. Um, and I, I think that's intention as well. Okay. Um, there is other times where I think we, like, guys will say no kind of fast sometimes because yeah. of physical mm -hmm. or because of... That's the only reason. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is valid. Men are more visual. It's okay. They're not creeps by saying that. Right, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and that is important. And I hope guys who are listening recognize that, that it's like, yeah, you should be attracted to them. Yeah. Like, that's an important uh, component. Um, yeah. If you're looking at her, though, and thinking, if she just lost five pounds, okay, no, that's you not the way this life. works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I have a different way of looking at it that I was just thinking about, because I told you one of the things that my coaches are working with me on is I give too many people a chance. And one of the things I actually talked with uh, Kristen this last week about was I said, one of the things that's hard for me is I go through this like habit of, or it's like the same cycle where I'll take a couple months off dating and then I get kind of lonely or I need some sort of validation and I get excited to date again. So I get on the, the apps and you don't get as many matches as you'd like. And sometimes you just say yes to the person that you know is not the right person. Like I just know. But sometimes I just wanted that validation and wanted to know, okay, I'm not a bridge troll. Okay, I'm not these things. I And maybe it is just a flat out, just a serotonin boost of, okay, I'm not gross. Someone finds me attractive and stuff. But then I end up dating the wrong guy and I just find myself back in the same situation again. And so one of the things with Kristen, I told her, I said, I'm afraid because what if I go two years without meeting a quality person? What if I go five years without meeting a quality person? It is very hard for me because it would be so easy for me to just jump right back into my same old thing. And she's like, that's what you're going to have to deal with right now. That's going to be your big thing of. So for most, some people, I'd say the majority of people dating with intention is going to be dating more people, dating, giving people a chance where someone like me, it is literally dating less. My intention, because I want to be with someone, I want a marriage, I want a healthy relationship. That means I'm going to need to date less. That means I'm not going to be giving everybody a chance because I know up front, like, this isn't going to be right. Like, you don't own a car and you're 45. 45. <laughs> I don't need to go on a date with you. Like, it's okay. Unless they didn't own a car with intention. <laughs> <laughs> I purposely don't. Yeah. I ride a bicycle and I hug trees and it's all great. <laughs> hug trees? <laughs> well, there are some people that are like, I will not own a car because of fossil fuels and all that. Yeah. And I'm like, but like thinking back, like people are like, no, that's not a thing, Barbie. no. I had to make it when I was working with Lauren. I had to put it in my list of requirements. You must own a car because I was dating so many guys that didn't own a car because they were working minimum wage jobs and stuff. And I was like 35. <laughs> it's like, Barbie, it's okay to put it on your list. It is not a hard requirement to say you need to own a car. I don't even care what kind of car it is. You just need to own a car. So, All right. Cool. There you go. I'm just different. So what else does dating with intention look like? That's all I got. That's all you <laughs> Steve, I any mean, other it's thoughts? It's a big uh it, I I think uh yeah, I I mean I truly do think it is the little things, like what we were talking about earlier. I don't know that I don't know that I can define it right now in a in a real quick succinct way to be like dating with intention looks like like and then we can all fill out our worksheets or whatever. <laughs> 
Um, but I do think it it is something where it's just like where it's saying that you're trying mm-hmm. and that you are uh, messing up also. Like if it's going to go perfect, then maybe you're not trying hard enough. I don't I think messing up is part of uh, dating with intention. And then and then that's kind of an I think mistakes are a weird advantage that you have. Because then you can see how the person will react. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna make mistakes. You get no passes all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they're just like, well, yeah, then it's like, great, dude. Let <laughs> Miss Perfect or Mister Perfect walk out of your life <laughs> and annoy someone else. <laughs> because, like, it's really fun to be able to make mistakes and have someone quickly go. Eh, it doesn't matter. I, I can forgive. Yeah. And then you go. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder if dating with intention also relates back to maybe, I don't know, that the intention is to make it work with whoever you're, you are dating. True. Right? Like, yeah. not looking for red flags is different than making it work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean ignore red flags. Red flags by their nature, though, should be pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, but I think that there is this sense of, I want to try and make it work with whoever I'm choosing. Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, I don't know how I feel about this person. Let me see if I can find some red flags. Let me see if I can find what's wrong with this person. But maybe be more dedicated and more proactive to finding where it could work. Where it could. And and again, part of that is, let's be honest. You're going to, if you get married, you're going to see each other's flaws. Yeah. But what you're trying to practice when you're dating is getting over that. Mm-hmm. Or moles. or finding love. Weird moles. Yeah, weird moles. Yeah. All right. Those where moles. are all your moles? I have an armpit one. Yeah. <laughs> if you have more than 15, no. Red flag. No. Red flag. Because <laughs> you are a skin cancer risk. And I don't need that in my life right now. I just <laughs> don't need that. I don't know. I feel like you've given me so much to think about tonight. I feel like I kind of broke my brain a little bit. I'm like, oh, I have so much to work on, but. All right. Like skin tags and moles. Skin tags and moles, man. Right. I don't know why I'm obsessed I'm just, with them right now. He's obsessed with the moles. <laughs> when he's on his airplane, he's bored, so he just flicks them. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna burn off my skin tags. Skin tags. It's his fidget spinners. Skin tags. <laughs> my fidget oh my spinner. gosh, we're ending it my there. My fidget spinner is my moles. <laughs> Steve does not have fidget spinner moles. We're moving on. <laughs> Maybe he does. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. But... <laughs> well, we cleared that up. I mean, so... <laughs> would be fun. Okay, we're going to end this and say, let us know your thoughts about dating with intention. What have we missed? Did we hit on anything right? Tell us everything. And we will be back to talk about more soon.